0: Hello there, I'm Hank, and welcome to my podcast Hank Says, where we talk all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. Today we're talking about Star Wars Rebel Season 1, but before we get into it, why don't I introduce my co-host for today, Alan. How are you feeling today, Alan? I'm really excited to talk about one of my favorite Star Wars TV shows. Well then, why don't we get into today's discussion, and make sure to stick around till the very end, because we're going to be having some very special guessing games that you're not going to want to miss. Starting with the Fast Facts. What is the Fast Facts, Alan? Fast Facts is the first section of the podcast where we break down the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the why's, and the how's of our subject for you in case one of your friends doesn't know what Rebels is, so that you can be the one to educate them. That's right. Star Wars Rebels was created by Simon Kinberg, Dave Filoni, and Kerry Beck, and its music was composed by Kevin Kinner and John Williams. Where do people recognize John Williams, Alan? Uh, let's see, Jurassic Park, all the Star Wars music, pretty much, nice. He was produced by Kiri Hart, Athena, Yvette Portillo, I'm pretty sure I nailed that, and Carrie Beck. It was distributed by Disney ABC Domestic Television. It first appeared on Disney XD on October 3rd, 2014, and its opening lineup is Taylor Gray as Ezra Bridger, Vanessa Marshall as Harrison Dula. Freddie Prinze Jr. as Kanan Jarrus, Steve Bloom as G- G- Garazeb Aurelius, sorry about that, Dave Filoni as Chopper, and Tia Sikar as Sabine Wren. And they all live on their ship, The Ghost, which was created by Dave Filoni. Now that we uh, have learned all about Star Wars Rebels, why don't we move into the next section of our podcast, The First Sight? First side is the second part of the podcast where we peel back the curtain of time and reveal where we first met our subject. That's right, Alan. I first met Star Wars Rebels actually on vacation because we would watch a couple of episodes of Disney XD and whatnot and it always seemed to be on. And uh, eventually I got to love it so much that my dad bought season one for me on Amazon. And I got a small action figure of Ezra that I played with a lot. And yeah, that was kind of my intro into the Star Wars Rebels world. What about you? I uh, met Star Wars Rebels the same way you did. I was on vacation with you, remember? And we were watching some episodes of Disney XD together, and I, I really liked it. All right, let's move on to the next section of the podcast, the diving board where we dive deep into the pool of learning that is Rebels. So, we're going to start with episodes 1 and 2, because they're actually uh, part 1 and part 2 of the same thing. It's kind of like an extra-long pilot episode. Right. So, in this pilot, uh, Ezra meets the crew for the first time and helps them steal a bunch of crates from the Empire, and they uh, low-key kidnap him and then he helps them rescue the Wookiees because he's got too much of a conscience and crawls through a bunch of air ducts which we will be talking about for the remainder of our time together some uh, important notes here the stormtroopers are terrible shots for a while and then all of a sudden great shots when they need to be right and you know they're kind of canonically terrible shots but all of a sudden they get really good and so that, that that was kind of weird also El- Ezra senses the rebels through the force like right. he somehow knows that they're connected and he finds a holocron and a lightsaber during the course just through the force so he's like the most low-key powerful one there is right also Ezra always defaults to the air ducks. yep you know it's, and that's that's just that's just his thing it is it's kind of like Luke and whining or Rey and being a strong female protagonist it's, it's just their right. default form also, again, there's no fire in space, and there's gravity in space somewhere next to planets. Well, I mean, it's Star Wars. They kind of play fast and loose with physics. It's kind of what they do. Sure, but I still have a grievance with it. Also, Zeb is a horrible person. He abandons Ezra, yep. punches Ezra, and is a jerk to Ezra all within the space of like twenty minutes. It's Which like is... the worst older brother. It's his you best never... friend. Oh boy. His his quote unquote brother. If we're going through the whole family role idea, yeah, that was that's odd. Anyway, let's move on to episode three. So the crew gets low on food and fuel, so they decide to steal weapons from the Empire. Like you do, right? But why weapons if they needed food and fuel? Because they sell the weapons to the Zago later on. Right. Right. I remember now. Okay. They meet R two D two and C three P O, which is a great addition to the story. Again, Ezra uses the air ducts to break into a hangar, and we get to see some electroshock lazat staffs. Whoa. Electro staffs. Yeah. skills from Zeb against Agent Callus, which right. is honestly the coolest scene in the whole thing after Ezra, you know, uses the force for the first time and we right. get to see. Although, that is a bit illogical that a huge basically Wookiee, because I mean- Let's be honest, Zeb is basically a, a Wookiee. Yeah, basically. But Callus is, like, matching him blow for blow, which is very interesting. Like, he must be extremely strong and extremely skilled. Or skilled, skilled yeah. Uh, Zeb is a scary good fighter. Like, there's yeah. a scene where he demolishes, like, 30 stormtroopers at the same time without getting shot, which obviously... Right. <sighs> And the Imperials don't discuss where they're taking the shipments beforehand, the shipments of guns that they yeah. hijack, which is an interesting flaw, because the Rebels capitalize on that, and it's kind of, hmm, yeah, not they have talked about that before? Right, exactly. All right, let's move on to episode four. In episode number four, Ezra and Zem- Zeb fight like all older and younger siblings do, and they try to find fruit together because Mommy said so a.k.a. Hera, you know, Mm. he is the mother analog. And uh, they help Ezra's old pal Sumar out by fighting the Empire because you can't have a Rebel episodes where you don't fight the Empire. And then they steal a TIE fighter, blow up a TIE fighter, and hide a TIE fighter. And, of course, always with the air ducts. It's all for fruit. It's all for fruit. A hundred percent. They spend their entire time going for fruit. They spend money. And they time, resources, die. yeah, exactly. And but at least they get the fruit right. They do get one fruit. Also, <laughs> Sumai lives on a moisture farm. <sighs> Every character in the Star Wars universe at one time or another lives on a moisture lived farm. on a moisture farm. That's all they farm is moisture. That's all they farmed. Not fruit, not vegetables, not like meat. Nope. Moisture. <laughs> right. And why why does the Empire have the melee runs? And why do they need them? Why do they need right? fruit? Does I mean make weird gross protein shakes. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's your Empire Day Smoothie. Uh grey. Also space has no sound and no fire explosion. Is this gonna be a thing? Yes, this is gonna be a thing. Well, if this is gonna be the thing, why don't we talk about it in episode number five? In which Ezra and Kanan are pretty frustrated because they're trying to find Luminara. They can't really find her, but they finally find her, and they infiltrate the Spire prison. Turns Such a out, cool design. Yeah, it, it is really cool. Finds out that uh, Luminara died, and they're using her body to create a weird hologram robot thing that tricks them into coming there. She did that. It's not explained. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. She just, like, walks into a cube and is not seen again in the inquisitor who shows up is all like "Ooh, now her body serves the empire yeah or bones yeah it's gross okay so they fight the empire and then they get to escape like always and ezra uses the air ducts again oh boy yep him and the air ducts i bet he bumps into bruce willis all the time up there you know what i bet what? i bet he ethan hunt and bruce bruce willis I'll have like, I'll just like keep bumping into oh each other. I want to see fan art of that. No. Man, uh, he has quite the dangerous Jedi training, you know? He does, yeah. In that episode, we get to see some Jedi training, and it's pretty, it's pretty dangerous. Chopper is also evil. If you remember, yeah. he tries to kill everyone three times. He knocks Ezra off the ship yep. while it's in the air. He pulls the pins out from. Ezra's bed, crushing Zeb with, like, it looks like a giant slab of metal. It literally does. And then his insubordination on not wanting to take the ship off when they're, you know, it's... When they're trying to escape. Exactly. And, I mean, there's there's kind of a reoccurring theme where Hanan's kind of like, oh, good job, Ezra, you're a great Jedi at the end of an episode, and then at the beginning of an episode where they actually talk about Jedi stuff, he gets Mm -hmm. thrown off a ship and told he's a failure. Right. Mm -hmm yeah that pretty much happens every single time and then we also get to see the classic star wars question of the blasting button sometimes it opens the door sometimes it closes the door Mm. Mm. so you know i think really what that's all about is if it's open and you blast it it causes it to close sure but if it's closed and you blast it, it causes it to open, right? You never, re- they never really blast it when it's open; yeah. it stays open. But in this specific instance, it, the door is closed, and Zeb shoots it with his like oh, you're right, and, and it doesn't open, and it doesn't open, and it stays closed to trap the stormtroopers on the other side. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Mm. Mm. Convenience. needs to be rectified. Maybe it will be in the next episode, episode six. In this episode, Ezra goes undercover at an Imperial Academy for cough, cough, no reason at all. Steals some information and helps one kid escape with his mom and uh, another kid. I can't remember his name, but he's super cool. He stays inside to try to find his sister and is Ezra's kind of companion person on the inside to get information out of. And, uh, of course, what Star Wars Rebels episode would be complete without saying. um, "Always with the air dog." yep what did you think about this one well how does all of like ezra's hair fit into the helmets right? you see them take off the helmets and put them back on and it's just like how in the world does that fit under there animating magic yeah like the the one guy ali or whatever he has like a huge head of hair right and it all fits into one teeny tiny helmet it's just crazy also why is the czar guy so helpful in the beginning oh like zare it's, it's zare that's what I mean. zare. Zare. the guy that was super helpful yeah yeah, that is kind of mysterious. Also, the cadets are much better shots than the full-grown troopers. Right, like, they can actually hit their targets, which so makes maybe, total sense. Which does make total sense. And uh, at this point, Ezra spent more time with the Empire training than with the rebels. Huh. Which is interesting. Yeah. Despite all of that, though, I think that this is one of the actually the best episodes in the series. Really? Yeah. It's got it's got basically everything you want from a star wars rebels episode it's got ezra crawling through the air ducts it's got a bunch of fiery explosions it's got a couple of heartwarming scenes especially at the end when he comes back with kanan and he's like oh yes sir right away sir you know and yeah it's just it's a nice episode yeah it's pretty good unlike the next episode that we're going to be talking about episode seven Alright, so in episode 7, Hera damages the Phantom, and but doesn't know about it, and then decides to go meet Fulcrum on a weird asteroid where Phantom has some cargo. Sabine has trust issues with this, and the way Hera gets her information from Fulcrum, so she decides to go with her. But, they get attacked by Frynox, which is a really weird name. They're kind of like... They look like, dog. they look like... They look like pugs and bats, No, but they look, huge. They look like gremlins. Oh yeah, On a okay. velociraptor. Kind of, but they have like bat wings too. True. They're they're very odd. Go look up a picture. Yeah. Then they fix everything and they leave. And of uh, course, Ezra crawls through the air ducts when earlier they in the like episode? yeah earlier in the episode. And he's also spying on people in the ghost while he's crawling through the air oh. ducts. Hmm. Makes you wonder what he gets up gets up to in there. Right. They also have. The asteroid base, which is a super cool design, the asteroid right. base where the Phrynox live in. And they somehow missed their ship leaking oil, like, for the entire time. And also Ezra yeah. and Zeb screw up majorly by, like, not checking. noticing and not yeah. checking at all. They also use the uh, kicking shot twice where they, like, shoot a Phrynox and then oh, yeah. another one off the Oh, yeah, I ship. remember that. That was... Kind of lazy, almost. And you had a comment about the exploding canisters. Yes, yeah, so that's very convenient that they had like fifty plus canisters there just on the moon. They oddly seem to like multiply towards the end, where when yeah. they need a bunch of them, they just like brrr, multiply yeah. like rabbits. Crazy. All right, let's move on to the next episode, episode eight. In this episode, the Empire goes looking for Tasebo, is how it's spelled. It's Sibo, and uh, Ezra tries to speak to a Cat unsuccessfully. They uh, fight the Empire. Ezra Day, no, Empire Day. Ezra's birthday. <laughs> Ezra Day. <laughs> People all across the galaxy are celebrating Ezra Day, day. the day that our glorious Ezra was <laughs> born. And then in there's this one scene where Kanan is like pretending to be all patriotic, and he's like, Yeah. Empire Day, except when it's Ezra Day. (laughs) Ezra Day, yeah! All hail our glorious Ezra. (laughs) That'd be pretty great. that would be awesome. Uh, And then, towards the end, Tasebo, that's what I'm going to call him, knows where Ezra's parents are and reveals Mm -hmm. such information. Tent it. And Ezra crawls through air ducts. Honestly, the Imperial Parade for Empire Day, a.k.a. Ezra Day, Mm -hmm. is super lame. (laughs) Like yeah, it's, it's like kind of it's like three millipedes and yep. two walkers millipedes potato millipedes, bugs potato mm. bugs yep they are an overpowered rolly polies rolly polies yes the, the rolly Poly transports are so overpowered they are really they can just run over everything also instead of talking to the loft cat at the beginning Ezra wants to kill the wolfcat. cat yes he's like give me your lightsaber Kenan I'm gonna finish this cat off that's a great way to solve your problems instead of actually talking to someone you just Pull out your lightsaber and Jedi logic. Yeah. Bum, 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 Also, Sabine wants to explode Zeb with fireworks. Oh, yeah. Because she makes him hold the firework, which is like a, a detonator. He makes him hold it for way too long. And then he finally throws it and then it explodes. What is it with all of the Rebels characters trying to murder each other? Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's mostly Chopper, but it's, sometimes it's other characters too. It's just weird. Speaking of murder, why don't we talk about episode number nine? All right, so Kanan and Ezra have to run away from the Empire because apparently the Inquisitor can sense them through the Force. And they run away to the moon that Hera and Sabine were on, where they got attacked by the Phrynox. Uh, Kanan and Ezra try to talk to the Phrynox successfully. Oh, uh, yeah. And they basically have a Frynock army now. And then the Inquisitor and a bunch of stormtroopers come, and they have a big fight and eventually, after Ezra kind of has a little bit of the dark side forced moment um. there, uh, they finally win and get to leave. After summoning who? Oh, yes. The Almighty Fryknock Grandpa. Yes. The Almighty Fryknock Grandpa. That's, what it, says. It, right that's there. what it says. Right in there? That's what it says right there in source? our show notes. Yep.
1: The I mean Almighty
0: Fryknock Grandpa is the. Freinock, that Ezra summons to go and get the Inquisitor. Inquisitor chops off its hand. But it yeah. does allow Ezra and King to escape. Yeah. There's this great scene where uh, they're all running away from TIE Fighters. And mm-hmm. then it looks like they multiply because more TIE Fighters have been hiding behind the other TIE Fighters. Right. And uh, you know how Obi-Wan in number four goes, oh, we must get out of here before they're back in greater numbers. Yeah. So it's like he's he's in the pod with them, and he looks back. Oh no, they're back and in greater numbers. Okay, uh, that's that's pretty good. It's also a great scene when Ezra forgives Sibo and uh, home's the evil horde of Frynox. That's kind yeah. of Ezra's thing. Whenever he does something that would be seen as a mistake, like or whenever he releases a powerful force energy, he does exactly what he's supposed to. Right. Like yeah. later on. What also, did... small, small little thing. Chopper gets shot by the Inquisitor, and he probably should be dead. Yeah. He does. He gets, like, a direct hit. Exactly. From a TIE fighter. Yeah. Dang. Moving on to episode 10. This is kind of the, uh, very Jedi Jedi magicy, magicy episode. Oh, Yes. Where Ezra and Kanan go to the Jedi Temple on Lothal. Ezra has a Yoda cave experience, which is, you know, in episode five, Luke goes to the Yoda cave. Right, yeah. Chills out there for a bit. He gains a kyber crystal and builds his own lightsaber. That's a pretty thick episode. Yeah. After having a bunch of trials and stuff that he has to go through to try to, like, figure out what's real and what's not. Right. And, of course, the air ducts. Always with the air ducts. This episode is a perfect example of why Ezra is being constantly affirmed and denied as a Jedi. Kanan's like, congratulations kid, you are a Jedi. And then at the beginning of this episode he's like, now we need to figure out if you truly will be a Jedi. And it's like, come on man, stop slapping down the ball after you teach me how to shoot the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's It's also cool that Yo-Yo gets to be his mentor. Yeah, kind of the guide that guides him through the cave. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Nice. I also didn't know why, you know, they chose blue instead uh-huh. of like green or even purple. He does get green later in the series, right? But you know, I feel like maybe it should have been purple because you know really? how purple is kind of like a mix between dark side and light side, or mm-hmm. like you know more toward the dark side like mace windu kind of you know yes i don't know i almost thought that should be it and also seems like kanan is saying like let the past die like kylo ren said and oh yeah was it episode eight episode eight that's yeah. what it was episode eight it just kind of seems no mm-hmm. you're still holding on let go let go all right let's move on to number 11 All right, so Zeb loses Chopper in a game of cards with, surprisingly, Lando Calrissian, who's kind of the main star of this episode, and he hires them to transport him and a puffer pig, which is... Oh, but, Alan, don't you mean sophisticated mining equipment? Ah, yes, the sophisticated living mining equipment. Mining equipment. (laughs) And they do, and then after that, he tries to sell her into slavery to get said puffer pig from as morgan oh my gosh so yeah also ezra gets to crawl through the air ducts again so when doesn't great. he exactly oh my gosh also one of the best quote cro- quotes from lando is he says this baby is 100 percent organic and then slaps the pig's butt it's absolutely it's great just the best it, the pig and the pig kind of snorts too he's like <laughs> yeah also he thinks women are property because he tries to sell hera into slavery. Yeah, that's. He right. thinks he thinks he's a smooth moocher and that he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get these people to do what I want with some smooth manipulation." Yeah, he's really not. He's he human traffics people. Uh, I don't know. As uh, Hera kind of followed the plan and got the plan that uh, you know he was gonna do. I don't think he would have actually. Uh. Well, I don't know. I really didn't like uh, her in this. Yeah you know i mean her part it's wasn't not great too good of an episode it's it's really not i also didn't like Calrissian in this i feel like they took him just a bit too far yeah also as morgan is so fat that it undulates like it yeah. it's it's a mass of undulating fat and like like Calrissian says as morgan did you walk in? <laughs> you don't walk anywhere yeah exactly cuz he's got tiny little bits. also super useful tray oh my gosh it's such a useful tray it is such a useful tray He's more like, important than Calrissian yes like, he's it's more useful than Calrissian exactly you could defeat the emperor with, that, with tray. that tray all right let's move on to episode number 12 in this episode Ezra has a vision of them teaming up with senator in exile Gaul Travis of all the unlimited Gaul <laughs> And uh, the Rebels try to help him, and they fight Callus and Stormtroopers, and uh, Travis is a traitor. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And the Rebels escape after Ezra crawls through the air ducts. Ah, oh, yes. So, what did you think of the twist of Gaul, Mr. Gaul, being on the Empire's side all along? Well, I didn't really, like, think of him really as this... Super good guy, because you never, you you know, you hear about his messages or whatever, mm-hmm. but you never really get to see anything that he does. He just kind of makes messages. And this pre-reported message really need more messages. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. Kanan has some pretty dope skills in this one, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, as Ezra is also better than Luke at defending blaster bolts in the beginning yeah like right off the bat he's way better mm. ah. Kanan's also this is these are a couple of direct quotes so okay. Kanan's like trust your feelings ezra and also Kanan, don't take it literally ezra <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> hmm also why does the sewer pipe open on a balcony yeah you know that's how they get in like why does it open and there? get out right why does it open on a and balcony even... right next to the like spaceport landing platforms right and at the beginning, while they're training, Ezra has a vision while he's getting shot at. And that, that sounds pretty safe. That sounds very that sounds safe. Great. And Kanan is like, be careful what you have visions about. That's like saying, be careful that you don't... Dr- be careful that someone doesn't run into you on the freeway. I mean, you can be avoided run over on the freeway by not being on the freeway. Well, sure, but it's like, he can't control when the right things you know, are happening. It's just kind of, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Like this next episode that we'll be talking about. Alright, so in episode thirteen, the rebels target an Imperial Tower to send out an inspirational speech to all of the galaxy, and Kanan gets captured by Inquisi Boy. Boy? That's what it says on the show notes. So they're trying to pull a Tony Robbins yeah. for the entire galaxy. Exactly. <laughs> High octane speeches. And they get captured by Inquisi Boy. Poor, poor Kanan. Always with the boy. Yes. This starts like a uh, three-episode thing where it's all about getting Kanan back. Right. So Grand Moff Tarkin, who's in the very beginning of this episode and also executes two Imperial officers with boy's help. <sighs> that was a pretty dark scene. Yeah. Literally roasts everyone. The Inquisitor, Callus, the Stormtroopers, the Governor everyone in front of like 60 stormtroopers and they don't Man. say anything they just stand there but you can imagine what's going on in their mind they're like Man. yeah also what does kanan let himself get captured he could literally just like force all of them back and then like backflip over the tower and land on the phantom yeah he's that. got all of the force moves right exactly yeah it's just kind of well he needed to get captured for the story arc you know <laughs> Got so, to the arc. so the story. So the force said, "You know, I like this story arc. You're going to conform to this story." Exactly. Arc. Perfect. All right, let's move on to the next one, episode fourteen, in which Ezra disobeys Hera and makes a deal with the Zago. You know who the Zago is, right? The Zago. I thought it was always the Zago. The Zago. The Zago. The Zago. The Zago. In my research, it said the Zago. Yeah. All right. <laughs> kind of like it's the president. Oh, I see. And, uh, they infiltrate the Empire with Chopper because, uh, they exploit their one weakness of using Imperial droid couriers. And, uh, they find out that Kanan's going to what planet? Mustafar. The place where Jedi go to die. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, I mean, he technically died there. It's over, Kanan. (laughs) I have the high ground. Anyway, sorry. What did you think of this one? What did you find interesting? Well, I really think that the ATSTs or all-terrain scout transports, Ooh, are, big brain, yeah, big brain, are overused in this series mm. a lot. They're just kind of almost in every single episode, and mm. either attacked or they're, it's attacking them. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of overused. And why does the Inquisitor not have Sith lightning? You know, oh, I mean, you know, not everybody has Sith lightning, but a lot of people have Sith lightning, right? And if you're going to be a Sith, why not use the lightning? Right, exactly. exactly. Why is the new Imperial droid, you know, the one that they kidnap? Right. Why is he so helpful? He's like... doesn't even... And how does he survive the fall from orbit? From lit orbit? I don't think it's orbit. It's just upper atmosphere. But still, that's... That's still a long way to fall. He would probably fall and explode, which is great. I mean, it would fit with the vibe of Rebels. Right. And of course... Everyone's willing to sacrifice Chopper. No questions asked. I mean, he did no murders. Than, they're Not all like, times. yeah, let's send him into the Empire. No problem. Paint him like this. Bye. Wow. Uh-huh. Bye. All right, let's move on to the last episode, episode 15. In this episode, Kanan is tortured by the Inquisitor. Rebels come to rescue him using an EMP on the Destroyer. Ezra manages to break Kanan out of his cell, and then they battle and kill the Inquisitor, but not before Ezra gets scarred in the face by the Inquisitor. Oof. Yeah, so, and then the whole ship explodes, which is awesome. Yeah. But, of course, there's no explosions in <laughs> space. Star Wars, why do you do this to us? Yes. Also, Fulcrum, we get to find out, is Ahsoka Tano. What? What? And then there's the air ducts, of course we're getting a lot of ahsoka tano recently we like, are we're getting the final season of clone wars we're getting season right. two of the mandalorian which has ahsoka in it yet to get yet at the time of this recording i guess that dates this podcast but yeah we're getting a lot of ahsoka tano and i mean hey i'm here for it also say it with me always with the. you didn't say it with me no always say with, the with me, always <laughs> Also, Ezra puts his hand on lightsaber burned metal. He literally cuts through a wall and then touches it with his hands and is like, "Oh, ow! That that hurt a little bit." No, mm, no, his hand would get burned off. Goodbye, gone, hands. Ezra. Goodbye. And he's fine. Yeah, he's just of course. fine. Laws of physics and heat do not apply in this. He is things. all the Jedi. Of course. They also send in Sabine's present, which is pretty cool. He you know, the actually. painted TIE fighter yeah. that they stole and hid. And the stormtrooper is all like, I heart presents. And then he explodes. Yeah. So Kanan is tortured, right? And yeah. then like 10 seconds after, he's dueling with the Inquisitor. Right. He's, uh, he also gets electrocuted when he's tortured. And, yeah. Right. That doesn't even make any sense. What? He'd be like a puddle of jello by now. Puddle of Jell-O. I actually really like puddle of jello. I actually really like jello. Oh, don't hate. Canaan flavored jello. Canaan flavored <laughs> jello. Just you're looking through the flavors. Canaan jello. Lime eh, and <laughs> lemon and eh. ah, Canaan. Mm. Yum. So, so good. Also, the Inquisitor can't sense that Ezra's on the ship. Like he can, he can follow Canaan and Ezra's force scent through hyperspace. hyperspace. Yeah. And yet he can't sense that. Ezra is on a ship Yeah, there's just a lot of inconsistency there. Well, you know what's not inconsistent? The next section of our podcast, The Shameless Plugs. (laughs) Alright, now that we're done with the diving board, The Shameless Plugs is the section of the podcast where we shamelessly self-promote our podcast and everything to do with it. That's exactly right. Getting started, if you'd like to make a suggestion of a topic we discuss or an episode we make, go ahead and email it to hanksayspodcast at gmail.com. That's H-A-N-K-S-A-Y-Z-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Just a side note, the H, the S, and the P are all capitalized. I'm not sure it matters, actually. Really? In gmails. But we would love to hear from you, and uh, please message us over there. It really helps out the podcast. Also, to find a resource hub, just visit anchor.fm slash hank-says. That's capital A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash H-A-N-K dash S-A-Y-Z. Wow. That's quite the URL. Yes. And if you don't want to use Anchor, you can find us by searching Hank Says, H-A-N-K, space S-A-Y-Z, on what websites, Alan? You can search it on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Republic, and Spotify. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you'd prefer to listen to our episodes over there or don't have access to something like, say, Spotify. All right, now that we're done with the shameless plugs, let's move on to the next section of the podcast, the guessing game. Boing! Yes, The Guessing Games is the last section of the podcast where we make sure you stick through all of our plugs to hear us play some guessing games. As I promised at the beginning of the episode, this is going to be quite the guessing game. What's our game today, Hank? Well, today's game is titled The Third Edition of Hidden History. Alan, today it is your challenge to try and recollect some of the key moments, some may say the best moments, Hmm. in Rebels history. Do you think you can handle it? bring it on Buckethead. head it's actually a really good impression i'm surprised uh, all right your first question is what are the names of ezra's parents oh boy okay um let's see here mira that's correct that's okay that's uh i can't remember the name of the father um yeah, I give up. I don't remember the. It's father. Ephraim, oh, Ephraim Maria, Bridger. Maria Bridger. Okay. Yes. I the got. Second, I got halfway there. You got halfway there. You, I'll give you point five for that. Okay. Your question is next. How many languages is C3PO fluent in? You have three choices: six million, twelve million, or eight million. Oh, that's easy. Over six million forms of communi- communification. Yes. Communication. Yes, communication. That is actually correct. Yes, good job. Thank you. Your third question is. What planet is Zeb Aurelius from? Terra Prime. That is incorrect. Oh. You got you have three you have three guesses. Three guesses for this? Okay. Um Well, this isn't even in the first season. I haven't seen the other seasons in a well, while. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh uh, you know what? Yeah, I have no idea. He's a Lasat, if that's any Right. los oh wait. They do they do say the world on it was on uh, La Sotrera. No, it's actually on La Dang that, <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> you, you overcomplicated it I know. there. Uh, all right. So your fourth fun. question is, and this is a question for all of the viewers as well. What day in real life is Wookiee Life Day? Wait, there's an actual day? There's an actual day. Everyone's um, favorite Star Wars Christmas special the wookiee life day christmas special. What day is it in real life? Uh is it somewhere near like christmas? It's near. Um is it in like October? No. November? Just... Yes. No, it's in November. Uh yep. I'm just gonna guess November 12th. No, it's 5 days after. It's November 17th. Oh. November yes. 17th is a wookiee life day. Wow, that's that's crazy. So, your final score is 1.5 points. Yeah, that's that's kind of an all-time low. Uh, you'll, you'll get him next time, champ. I'm sure. That was lots of fun, but it looks like it's about time to end the podcast for today. Thank you all so much for tuning into Hank Says, where we talk everything Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. We hope you've enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Alan, why don't you close out the podcast with the most Star Wars Rebels-esque goodbyes possible. Quack,